0: the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, everybody. Before you get into today's podcast, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle. It's a brand new program where you can host your own podcast at BlueWire. You can be just like me. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Now, it might not get to dropping the gloves level. It might be better. I don't know. Now, here's your chance. As a part of the program, you receive a personal cover art, Q&As with BlueWire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. So many tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher. I don't even know what Stitcher is, but we will get your stuff pushed out there. And the best part is it's only 15 bucks a month. We pay 15 bucks a month for for Blue Wire to do this. So you're going to get the same deal as I do. It's unbelievable. So whether you're just starting from scratch or you have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to level up your sports experience to apply, go to bwhustle.com slash blue wire. Acceptance is limited. They're not just going to take everybody. So you got to have a good idea or a good podcast. So get in there. Check out the description box to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join. Hey everybody! Welcome to dropping the gloves. Merry Christmas edition is December twenty seventh. We're coming off the Christmas high. Tim, how you doing?
1: Merry Christmas, John. How was your Christmas?
0: It was good. Well, it's always better when I see your pretty face in my house. You came over for dinner. I, I we had you over, which was awesome. The kids loved it. Um, you came over. you, you know, you invite someone over for dinner and they show up with the, with a belly full of food. Is it would you consider that rude, Tim? Uh, you
1: never told me we were having dinner. You said come over anytime after 3.
0: I said I guess I didn't specify, but usually after 3 that would insinuate some kind of food. So my wife picks up an extra prime rib for Tim. He doesn't eat a drop. He, he just like picks at it, pushes it around. I'm like I'm sorry, Tim. Tim's not eating anything tonight. So I got all this extra food. Tim didn't eat anything. You but poor anyway, guy was, with all this
1: extra prime rib. Oh, You're a suffering, suffering guy.
0: I know. I know. I couldn't have it today because I had my biscuits and gravy. So I'll probably have it tomorrow. But, anyways, it was good. It was a good Christmas. We had some fun. The kids had a good time. You came over. That was always fun to have you in the house. And it was just, it was a nice day. Very, big, very laid back.
1: Big question, though. Did you get any presents under the tree? I did. You did? Oh, good. Now
0: ask if my wife got any presents. <laughs> oh no and the is answer she... is no <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> i am such a bad husband well we're like no presents and then we tried to give you one of the presents because it didn't fit me yeah didn't so fit I got me either my wife what she does she, i don't buy any clothes for myself i just don't a don't care and b don't really care for shopping so she'll load me up on birthdays and holidays with clothes and then most of the time it doesn't fit because i'm a hard guy to shop for if you get an extra large It's too small in in everywhere. If you get a double extra large, it's too big in the waist, too small in the arms. So I'm more of a cut. Like, I honestly, if I'm going to get something nice, it has to be custom because I just have a strange body type. More like tall and skinny, but also long in the torso. So, anyways, we tried to give Tim this nice sport coat. What would you call it? A tweed kind of jacket? Yeah, it was really nice. It was Italian. Ooh, Italy. Why is it so fancy that Italy makes better clothes? Like, what's what's the significance of that?
1: I don't know. I was thinking about that in the drive home. Like, just the, the second she said Italian jacket, I was like, whoa, right? Wow. Like,
0: why is Italy better than us? It didn't matter sense? what she
1: brought up though. I would have been impressed with it.
0: Ooh, Italian. Whoa, that's nice. It just it's just funny. German. Ooh, count me in. But then if you say it's from Taiwan, I'm okay. <laughs> China, yeah. I'll pass. It's just funny how everyone thinks that way. But anyways, it didn't fit me. Didn't fit Tim. It was too big on Tim, too small on me. C'est la vie. We're going to send it back. But anyways, good Christmas. I hope everybody out there had a good Christmas, enjoyed yourself, had some fun with the family. What was nice is I got to break my booze booze ban, had a couple drinks for breakfast, had a couple drinks for lunch, you know, kept a class. He didn't get sloppy. It was very nice. It was really, really nice. So that felt good. Anyways. There was some, mood, some news on Christmas that was very concerning. So in Canada, it's almost obviously other than the Christmas holiday, it's a national holiday because the World Juniors are upon us. And as a kid growing up, you look forward to this. It's a huge deal in Canada. The World Juniors, everybody stops. The first day, first game is usually played on Christmas Day. It's usually Canada and some other team, and it is a big deal. You watch this game; it's very very exciting. So this year. It was, it was a different year just because there was no NHL season going on. So you had all these players that usually would be with their NHL teams mid-season. They're available. Camp doesn't start for another week, week and a half. The tournament will be over by then. So you have this large pool of players that is eligible for this, uh, this tournament. And it falls on the team. It's like, do I let my star players play in this tournament? Most of them would say yes, unless you have a stud who you don't want to get hurt. Well, Kirby Duck stud stud player for chicago played for canada last year wanted to come back arguably the best player in the tournament you know he goes and plays he lobbies chicago to play he calls up the gm calls up the coach saying listen i want to play i want to go play for canada represent my country i had such a great time last year would you please let me play chicago grants him that opportunity to go and play first tune up game breaks his wrist out for out for the tournament out for an unspecified amount of time. What is your, what do you think? Is this a good move by Chicago to let him play or is this just, you know, bad luck? What do you think, Tim?
1: It's just bad luck. I mean, really what are the chances something like that happens? It's pretty low. Um, And I I mean, as important as he is to their franchise, how important is he to their win now mentality? If he misses a couple of weeks in the beginning of a season, is that really going to hurt their season? which already doesn't have super high hopes. So it's not like it's – not, it's not a – I don't know. I mean, these kids are a little older now, but like Eichel or Matthews, when they took – they were the most important player on the team when they stepped on the ice as rookies. This is not the case with Kirby Doc. You know what I mean? So I think, yeah, you let him play. Let him get a little of exposure. Um, get You know, maybe he comes into camp with his legs already there and he's just flying around uh, where the rest of the guys are still kind of getting warmed. Uh, it's just a fluke accident. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I wrestled with this because I love to see these players in in the tournament. I want to see the best, best players that are available. And when you see a tournament in a team like Russia or Sweden or Canada that doesn't have their top three guys, you're like, oh, bummer. Like what what would it have been if they would have had those players? But then you look at it from an investment point of view. If I'm the Chicago Blackhawks, Kirby Doc played the second most minutes last year in the playoffs for the Hawks. Like he he's not just some some kid who we're gonna let play. Like he is their future, he is their present. It's Patrick Kane and it's Kirby Doc. How often do you get a six foot four centerman who has hands and speed and can keep up in the play in the NHL? It's it's not very often. Like he is a unicorn when it comes to that position who can do the things that he does. So to risk that in a tournament that he's already played in, that's inconsequential, with the camp starting around the corner, and it is a shortened season. So him getting a wrist injury, that puts him out for a few months. That's the half the season is over. So you're, you're jeopardizing this kid's season if he gets an injury. So I know you want to do right by the kid, but it's just, I don't know. You, at some point you have to be selfish, right? You have to be selfish enough to say, listen, I'm sorry, Kirby. I know you want to play, but I'm going to protect you. I'm going to protect my team. I'm going to protect my investment. You are the future of the Chicago Blackhawks. So we're going to hold you out. Canada's got a solid team. They're not going to miss you. They're probably still going to compete for gold. I'm going to do what's best for the organization. So now a wrist injury is, is one of those things where it lingers. Teams know this now. They're going to key on it. He's a face-off guy. Does he have strength in that wrist? He ha- he's a taller guy, so he has leverage on things. He uses, you use your wrist a lot. So wh- how does this end up? Does it affect the snapshot? How, how long does this linger for? Is this a one-year thing, a two-year thing? I don't know. He's young enough. He should bounce back, but it's just a bummer to see this, this end up this way because he did have a heck of a game before he got hurt. He was Canada's leading guy. He was their captain. He was pumped. Like, they were in that camp for a month, and he was lighting it up. Like I, I saw some of the clips of him and the plays that he was doing in camp for the inner squad games, and it was just like a men among, among boys. Like He's a big, big dude. We saw him in Chicago last year. And he is an imposing figure when he walks into a room. Like, he's no John Scott, but he's, he's close. So it, it's a tough, tough loss for Chicago. And I, I, know, I know you say he's not supposed to carry the team, but gosh, he's, it's Patrick Kane then it's him. And we talked about it last episode with what do the Chicago Blackhawks need. They need these kids to take up and take ownership of this team. And when you're coming into the season midway through – there's no way you can do that. That team's already either in the playoffs or out of the playoffs. Like, he's not going to change that much because it's a 56-game season or 65. I can't remember. Like, if you played 30 games, you're not going to change much by coming in the last half. So, I don't want to blame Bowman, but I, I will. Kirby Doc should not have been in that position. They shouldn't have said no. You're, you're our future player for the next 10 to 15 years. We're going to pay you $60, $70, $80 million, Hopefully and you're going to be the face of this franchise, I'm not going to jeopardize it for a tournament. That's for fun, really. It's for fun. There's nothing behind it. It's not going to help the Chicago Blackhawks in any ways. Now this kid's out. He's got a wrist injury. Who knows how serious. He's going to have to maybe put some screws in and a plate. It could affect him down the road in big, big ways, Tim. Big ways.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. And I guess I, I didn't really realize he had played the second most amount of minutes in the playoffs last year. I know he was kind of – started and worked his way up the lineup uh from when he joined the team to the playoffs but yeah maybe he's a bigger piece of the the immediate future than he, than I realized.
0: Tim, how do you win Stanley Cups? Where do you got to be strong? Up the middle. Up the middle, Tim. If you're a team and you're trying to build a franchise and you want to start with a player, what if I dangled a 6 foot 4, 6 foot 5 beast of a centerman with hands like a guy who's 5'10 who can skate in front of you? Would you, would you want to maybe take that player? I
1: probably would, probably all. Yeah. overall. Like and then might. would you
0: just let him go to a tournament that's for fun just because he wanted to? He's a 19 year old, 20 year old kid who wants to do something. You know what? You got to be the bigger, you got to be an adult, Stan Bowman. Make the hard decisions. Sorry, Kirby. I'm not going to let you go. So what? He's going to pout for a little bit. He's going to complain to the team. Uh, he didn't let me go. He's going to move on. He's going to be fine. He's going to come to camp, and he's going to light it up. Now he's not. Now he's going to be on the shelf for a couple months, and Chicago's going to suffer because of it. Great job, Stan. Great job, Stan, you bum. All right, in other injury news, big one, Tim. Big, big, big news. Even bigger. Would you say it's bigger? I would say it's bigger. Yep. So the Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, they have some issues. Kucherov out for the year. Out for the regular season, though, I noticed they did not put playoffs in there. So he had hip surgery, probably lingering, probably thought he could play through it, probably had some injections, some chicken fat, some stem cells, try to rejuvenate the hip area, try to regenerate some, you know, healing on your own. Did not take last, you know, the last thing you want to do is a guy in your prime to go in for hip surgery. Like that, that's a big, big surgery. So he went in, he's done for the season, but isn't it interesting? And this is what I I don't want to, you know, I don't want to point out any kind of collusion or wrongdoing, but Tampa Bay was up against the cap, Tim, right?
1: They were very I think they were over the cap. They had they had to
0: make some moves. Who is their highest paid player?
1: Um, besides Kucherov. Uh so he makes nine point five. Vasilevsky makes 9.5. Hedman makes, makes 7.8, which is going to be, uh, in a couple of years, it's going to be a super valuable contract. And then Stamkos makes 8.5. So their
0: highest paid player was Kucherov. He makes almost $10 million. So if I'm the GM, I need to find, I'd sign excuse me, Anthony Sorelli. He had an unbelievable year. He's 23 years old. He's a centerman. He can get up and down the ice. I need him back. He was a big part of my Stanley Cup team. I'm trying to unload players. I'm trying to get rid of guys. Nobody's going to take them. Nobody's taking Tyler Johnson. Nobody's taking Yanni Gord. Those contracts are unmovable. They're insane. They both make $5 million plus. What are we going to do? Oh, oh, Kucherov, your hip hurts? He's like, yeah, I could probably play through it. Oh, you know what? How would you like to season off? You had a tough grind. You haven't seen your family in a while because of the bubble. You know what? Let's get you surgery now. Let's put you on the shelf for four months and let's bring you back for playoffs when the salary cap has no implications in the playoffs. I guarantee you that was the conversation.
1: Oh, come on. That's your conspiracy theory right there.
0: Absolutely. Why wouldn't they have done this months ago?
1: Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how injuries work. Maybe it got worse.
0: They, they probably did. They probably tried, like I said, other avenues. But I, guarantee, I would put down good money that he could play through this injury. And I, I, I bet you that he could play through this injury. And Julian Breesbaugh, the GM, he's a good GM. He probably sat him down. He said, listen, we are in a tough, tough spot. We need to keep Sorelli. We can't move these other bums, Johnson and Gord. We don't know what we're going to do. We're probably going to lose this kid because we can't sign him. You make 10000000 bucks, million, you're still going to get that money. We'll put you on the shelf. You can sit in Tampa Bay, get yourself a tan. You can skate with the team. We'll, we'll pick you back up in the playoffs. Then we'll figure it out next year. You know? I guarantee that's what happened. We'll try to move these guys. We'll release one of them. What do you think? And he's like, sounds good. You know, he's a team guy. I, I, I would not be surprised if that was the conversation.
1: If that was the conversation, then you're assuming the Lightning feel pretty good about their chances in this division, huh?
0: Oh, my goodness. We've talked about this before. Yeah. They, they're going to walk through this division. Like, it's an absolute joke. Their first few games are going to be Detroit, Florida, Nashville, who's struggling, not a very good team. Chicago without a Kirby Doc, like they can sweep those teams easily. The only problems they're going to have is Dallas. Are they going to be good this year? Nobody knows. Columbus reloaded; they'll be okay. And Carolina's a you know a good team. There's no one in that division who you go Stanley Cup contender other than Tampa Bay, right?
1: I mean, you have to say Dallas. They were there last year. You don't and have they're to be the
0: same team. You don't have to. Why I I'm not calling them Stanley Cup contenders yeah if if i'm gonna pick five five teams even 10 teams who are gonna be in the stanley cup finals dallas is not one of them you you can't you can't argue with that there's no way they're in the top 10 for the cup
1: yeah i guess you're probably right and who's their goalie next year too
0: well they got Hudobin. and they got bishop they got the same two back
1: yeah but bishop didn't play when he wasn't good i know
0: i know and they're they're older you know, they're, they're not they're spring chickens anymore. I think their goaltending will be fine. It's always been fine. But conspiracy, collusion, I think it happened. I think Kucherov is doing a solid for the team. He's going to take the year off. He's going to make his $10 million bucks. He's going to get a nice tan, and he's just going to come back in the playoffs, and he's just going to push his team over the top. He's going to be the best deadline pickup out of all the teams. Kucherov's coming back, much like they tried to do with the Stamkos, if you remember correctly. It has, oh. It's happened before, Tim.
1: They did not try that with Stamkos. Oh, well, I mean, he came back for the playoffs. Yeah, one game.
0: And scored a goal. Sure. Could have been the, could have been the difference. That's, that's what I think. And call me crazy, but it just, it just works out too perfectly. And now they, they signed Sorelli. They get him for 5, 4.8. They are like $100,000 under the salary cap. Isn't that, fun? Isn't that interesting? They're perfectly – they perfectly fit just under the salary cap. It's like, okay, we need $10 million. Kucherov, you're out. Okay, Sorelli, you're in. Bingo, bango, bongo. All the numbers work, and we're back. Our our team is back. Our full team is back. We played Kucherov with Stamkos in the lineup. You know, it's a lateral move. They're both superstars, And, and away we go. What we will get to see is if Stamkos can take this team to where Kucherov took it, which will be interesting because he's been on the show for over a year now, Let's see what he has in his tank. If, if he's as good as Kucherov or better. Well, which Stamkos are we going to see? What were you going to say, Tim? Sorry.
1: Well, I'm just looking at the contract again now. We've talked about this before and look at the, the lightning salary cap situation. But it is absolutely insane that Yanni Gord and Tyra Johnson, between the two of them, are, are going to get paid $45 million over the next five years. That's so much money. These guys, they're good players. They are not worth they were worth about half of what they're making.
0: Those did not age well. You know, when Gord signed, he, I think he was a 40, 50-point uh, player. So you sign him to that, but he hasn't lived up to those expectations. And Tyler Johnson, that's a lot of money for that kid. Like, he, he's a good player, but to make five shmill a year, that's a lot of money. And other than and those, those the two deals, five more years, and Johnson's four more years. <laughs> I know. They're not going to be able to move those guys unless they give somebody a, a first rounder or, or something. But I'm, other than those two, they have some good contracts on this team. Victor Hedman, Norris Trophy contender every single year, 7.8. That's a strong contract. Steven Stamkos, he's a lock for 40 goals. He's making 8.5. That's a great contract. Sergachev, he's going to be one of their 1-2. He's only making 4.8. So they have some good contracts. Alex great in Point, when he's making 6.75. like They have some good, good contracts. Other than those two guys, I like what Iserman did. He set this team up for success. Ryan McDonough, you know that's a lot of money. I think that was the price of business he was going to get that from somebody, and you have to pony up that much money for that length because he he was a great A defenseman. And then Vasilevsky, he's a stud. He always has been, always will be. He doesn't get the recognition he deserves, but he's a very, very, very good goaltender. So it's funny. No one talks about him making ten million dollars because they win. Everybody talks about Carey Price making ten because they lose. Isn't it funny how winning just kind of smooths over everything? 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Thank goodness. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly. So you could focus on hiring that person that you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control of payment over your hiring, and you only pay for what you need, and you can pause at any time. There are no no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. And you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do right now indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts which means more quality candidates will see it fast this is only for our show try indeed with a free $75 credit at indeed.com slash blue wire this is their best offer anywhere go right now to indeed.com slash blue wire offer is valid through december 31st terms and conditions apply the NBA is back in action and football is heading into the playoffs. Bills, baby, first place, AFC champions. Suck on that one, Billichick. You might not be at the game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. Start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. Bet Online, they are your online sports book experts. Anyway, Stim, what else is going on?
1: We had a trade today. Derek Stepan was traded for, to the Senators from the Coyotes for a second round pick. First, I guess thoughts on the the pick. The I guess the trade itself is is that good value for Stepan?
0: I I think it's a fair value. I think maybe they overpaid a little bit. The second rounder is a is a lot for yeah. Derek Stepan at this point in his career. And who knows where the Sens end up? It could be a high second rounder. So I like this deal for Arizona. Arizona not going to compete this year. They're not going anywhere. Step on, you know, they traded for him to try to jumpstart this team. They went big that summer. They got step on, they got Kessel, they got Hall. Eventually they got Soderbergh. They got a lot of people to play and it just didn't work out. He didn't fit there. I don't know why. So shipping him out is good. I, l- I like the move for the senators too. step on. He's a good player. Like he was really, really good in New York. When I was there, I skated with him this summer. And when I was playing, he is a solid little player. You know, I think at this point in his career, he's a third line center. He's, he's a good guy. Put him on the second power play unit. He's not going to go out and get the 60 points he did in his career when he started. But, you know, chalk him up for 40 points, I think. That's a good number for him. It didn't work out in Arizona like they wanted it to. But, you know, he's a good player, don't you think? What did you? He played in the East. He played against Boston for years. What what did you think of Stepon, Tim?
1: I always thought he was underrated. I mean, like you, we talked about before, he's not someone you're, you're game planning against if you see him on the roster or for the other team. But, I mean, from 2013 to 2018, he put up 50-plus points every single year. It was like 53, 56, 57, 52, 55. And then he sort of trailed off over the past couple of years. He put up 38 and then 20-something last year in the shortened season. So he's getting older. He probably doesn't have the speed that he did. But this is a guy who was an Olympian for, t- for Team USA a few years ago. Um, he's worn the A for certainly the Coyotes. I think the Rangers at certain points too. So he's he's a leader. He's a good player. Um, I, I, I kind of think he's been underrated for most of his career. And, and for some reason, I, I have like a a soft spot for those underrated like uh, second line centers like Stepan, like a Kyle Turris, like um, uh, maybe Ryan Johansson's a little bit better than these guys, but he's sort of in that category. And I think those players are, are important to a cup team. Like you said, you got to have strength up the middle. And he's certainly someone who can show the young kids a thing or two in Ottawa. And maybe he's probably someone who gets traded at a deadline when Ottawa's not competing. And that's the kind of guy you want to add to your team as you make a final push. So I like this move for both teams. Um, what's he like as a guy? Is he quiet or is he outspoken? You, you play with him in New York, right?
0: Yeah, he's like a goofy kid. Like, he he's not outspoken. He, he hung around with McDonough quite a bit. They were good buddies, but... I liked him. You know, he's just this goofy kid. He makes jokes. He's, you know, not too loud. I tend to gravitate towards the quieter people just because I'm fairly loud myself and I don't want to compete for, <laughs> for attention. attention, I guess. So I, I enjoyed steps. He, you know, he's just a good, good guy. You know, he, he doesn't mean anybody harm. He's good on the ice. He's not going to go out of his way to, you know, he, I don't know. I, I just like him. And I just, I just think it wasn't a good fit in Arizona. It's is anybody a good fit in Arizona?
1: Uh, Max Domi.
0: Yeah, he was the last one and then he la- yeah, that's he's the only guy who excelled in Arizona and then went somewhere else and didn't do better. Every guy that goes to Arizona struggles and then they leave and then they just light it up. So I expect Derek Stepan to be competing for a Hart trophy this year. Because <laughs> yeah. as soon as you leave Arizona for some reason, you just like light it up. But, I don't know, good for him. I think I think he's going to enjoy that. Ottawa has an exciting team this year. They really do. They've made a lot of good moves. they got some good young players. I will be excited to watch Ottawa. Are they going to be – because the North only has seven teams, four of them make the playoffs, is Ottawa now in that conversation to make the four playoff teams in the North?
1: I mean, it's anything can happen. But I, they're not in my top even five in that, so –
0: so you figure Toronto's in there, uh, yep. Toronto's a lock, and then who else is locked? Vancouver?
1: I would say Calgary's a lock, Edmonton's a lock. Calgary.
0: You think Edmonton's a lock as well?
1: In that division, yeah.
0: Okay, so you think the three teams that are out are Montreal, Ottawa, and Winnipeg?
1: Correct, yeah. Vancouver yep.
0: I think it'll be a competitive division. I think some teams will surprise you. I think Edmonton is in trouble. Why? I don't Moli? know. I, I just think a lot of other teams made a lot of good moves. They didn't do much. They got Tyson Berry. Berry, they lost Clefbaum. They didn't address their goaltending situation. They didn't really get supplemental scoring help for McDavid and Dreinsidell. They just kind of sat there. So I don't know what they did to help their cause this year. Uh, the other teams made some moves. Montreal shook up their roster quite a bit. Yep. Ottawa has a whole new team they're going to ice. Toronto added Joe Thornton and Wayne Simmons, and they, they got better. Vancouver's going to be a year older. Those guys, they had some experience. Winnipeg didn't do much. But these teams are making moves, and Edmonton just kind of sat there. Calgary got a goalie. They got Markstrom from Vancouver. So if I'm going to pick my top four, it's going to be Toronto, Vancouver, and Calgary, and then that last seed is up for grabs. I think it's going to be Montreal or Winnipeg. Ottawa maybe if they gel and they come together, but I think Montreal or Winnipeg is going to grab that last spot. Probably Montreal.
1: So who's your pick to finish number one in the division?
0: Toronto. It's Toronto. Toronto by a landslide. I think they walk through this division. I don't think anyone's in their, in their category at all. all right, Maybe, let's talk, Calgary. Maybe Calgary.
1: Let's go to the West now. So you've got Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, L.A., Minnesota, San Jose, St. Louis, and Vegas. Who do you see coming out of that one?
0: Well, much like last year in the West when we were all all in on Colorado and Vegas, those two teams, it's theirs to lose. I think St. Louis is going to be competitive. I, I don't know how they're going to work out. They had a down year last year. But it, it's, the, it's those three teams that, that come in from the Central. I think that the San Jose and Colorado, excuse me, St. Louis and Colorado, they're going to shake it up. They're going to be top two. Vegas will be third, maybe second, but it, it's Colorado. Like this is their yeah. year, right? You mentioned it a few episodes ago. This, this is your Stanley cup team. Yep. Like I, I, I don't see any team in this division scaring them, maybe Vegas cause they could skate with them. So I don't know. I, I think out of the two, all four divisions, those two divisions, you, you have your locked in top three with Vegas, St. Louis, and Colorado, and then you have the Calgary, Toronto, and Vancouver. Those six teams are locked into the playoffs. Then the the fourth seed will be up for grabs. Whereas the other two divisions, I could see anything happening.
1: I know. Honestly. It's crazy.
0: It's it's going to be wild. Who knows what's going to happen? Buffalo, Taylor Hall could turn that team on its head and they could drag him, him and Eichel, to the playoffs. You honestly don't know. New Jersey's going to stink. They're going to be a dumpy team. But other than that, in the East – Every other team you could see making the playoffs. Boston, Buffalo, Islanders, Rangers, Philly, Pittsburgh, Washington. Those are all like strong teams. Those seven teams could make the playoffs.
1: It, the so, fact the fact that one of Boston, Islanders, Rangers, Philly, Pittsburgh, Washington, two of those teams aren't going to make the, the playoffs is just going to be crazy. It's going to be least, wild. At least two teams.
0: Yeah. A team that could be a Stanley Cup contender, arguably, is not going to make the playoffs. It's going to be great. Like Imagine Washington just sitting home. Pittsburgh sitting at home. In the playoffs is going to be Philly, the Rangers, the Islanders and Boston. Like the, that's possible. It that could to, easily happen.
1: If you have to pick one team, who do you pick?
0: Out of that division?
1: Yep. Well, just now, to finish regular season. Philly. Ooh.
0: I like Why? Philly. I just think they finished strong last year. They got a good good young team. I think Patrick's going to have a good year. I like Giroux. I really do. I want him to win. Like he's just he's just a cool guy. I just wanted to win. I really, really do. I, that just may be my heart talking, but it would be great to see Claude Giroux win something. You know what I mean? You just see, stick, now, it to the, stick it to the man.
1: Other than the obvious like serious old-timers like the Thorntons and Marlows, do you think he's the, the next one that, that people are going to be rooting for to win a cup as hockey fans, objectively? I would think so. Like I would Ash think can? so. Yeah.
0: Just because he's, he's been so good for so long. He's been on the same team. You know, He hasn't jumped ship. I know he makes a lot of money, but he is a really good player. I think he gets overshadowed in that division a lot by Crosby and Ovechkin. He is such a good player. He competes with those guys on a day-in and a day-out basis, and he, he's right up there with them, if not better. Like, he's got such good hands. He's so good. I loved playing against Philadelphia. It was so fun because he would chirp you. You know, those other superstars, they wouldn't say much. Ovi might, you know, throw a jab every once in a while. Giroux would not stop talking the whole game. He was all over you. He's chirping you. Nice pass, big boy. When in to jump on the ice? We need you out here. You're your best player. Like, give, giving me the gears. Like, I, I hadn't played for two, two periods. He comes by the bench talking to my coach. When are you going to get Scott out here? He needs a shift. He looks cold. Come on. Tell him the tie skates up. Stuff like that. So, it's just uh, – he's just a good dude on the ice. Like, he's really, really cool. So, um, I'm hoping for Giroux. He's a good guy. But, anyways, it'll be exciting. And then, when you're looking at these divisions, the new setup, the playoffs are all new. They've already kind of kind of pieced it out what, where the North is playing the West in the semifinals and the Central is playing the East. So you can kind of do fun, fun matchups for the Stanley Cup final because you know which divisions are going to be playing each other. Wait, so before you be,
1: do that, we haven't talked about Central yet. Who's your, who's your pick?
0: Oh, well, it's Tampa Bay. Okay. Yeah, with Stamkos could take the year off and, and they would still be my pick. Oh, come on. I like Columbus. So, who's your top four in the Central?
1: Tampa, Columbus, Carolina. Top three, I think. And then probably between Florida or Dallas. What's all this
0: Dallas talk being Stanley Cup contenders you just had out? If you can't...
1: I mean... Dallas is, you, I mean, they just they finished <laughs> last year in the Stanley Cup Finals. Like, how do you not make them a,
0: a contender? I Lose anybody? They got. They get older. Here's my th- my four: Tampa, Nashville, Carolina, Columbus. That's my four. I think Nashville's gonna have a bounce back year. Like I said, Johansson's gonna be there. He's got Arvidsson. That line's gonna be solid. I, I just feel like they're gonna have a bounce back year. They've been due. They've been struggling the last few years, so I like Nashville. Like, did you see that bomb that went off in Nashville? Oh, so scary. What's going on? It didn't get much coverage, but I'm like, what? Christmas Day, just roll an RV up in there and blow it up? Thank goodness no one was around. Like, it was just so random. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't read too much stuff, but they found, like, human DNA. I don't know. I don't know. Very crazy. Crazy stuff, man. But, I'm yeah, those are my four. So, let's talk about the Stanley Cup final because you can get some pretty fun matchups. If you were going to pick a couple fun matchups for the Stanley Cup Finals, Tim, which which pick two or three that you would love to see?
1: I would love to see Boston and Toronto. Imagine that! I mean, that, that would, would be,
0: cool. be incredible.
1: That would be really really cool. And I, think I would
0: lose it if that was the final.
1: Oh, who do you so root fun? for, Boston?
0: No, Toronto. I can never root for Boston ever in my life. But you can't root
1: for Toronto either. You don't uh, like Joel Thornton.
0: Yeah, you got to root for Jumbo. Have to. Okay. So that would be I think that is the number one number one potential right there. Out of out of any of the matchups you can make, I think that would be the most fun.
1: Anyways, go ahead. What what other good yeah. ones you got? A couple other ones. Edmonton and Pittsburgh would be really fun just because of the whole McDavid Crosby thing, right? Yeah. Um and those are two teams that, that could be there. So that'd be pretty cool to see like the 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 next the changing of the guard there. And then Colorado, Pittsburgh for the same thing. McKinnon's right out there with McDavid, but you also have the Cole Harbor thing. They both grew up in the same old yeah. Hometown.
0: Who's, the, who's the best at Cole Harbor? I like yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Um, Chicago and Boston, a lot of history there, original six teams. They faced each other a few years ago. Uh, that's, that's a reach for sure. Chicago might not even make the playoffs. And another one I thought about as I was looking at this board would be Vegas and Washington, because I think they're, they're two of the only teams left to have some, some heavy hitters uh, when it comes to, like Ryan Reeves and, and Tom Wilson. Seeing those two guys go at it for sure. We had Reeves on the show last year, earlier this year, talking about his uh, fighting him, and I think that would be a lot of fun to watch.
0: Yeah, that would be neat. I think, I think any original six matchup would be a slam dunk, like Chicago-Boston, Boston-Toronto. Uh, wouldn't it be fun – to see um and maybe this is just me thinking a minnesota dallas final the old north stars versus the new north stars that would be terrible it'd be terrible what maybe it's just me i think it'd be fun to see the old and the new you know what i mean i don't know that's just me a a buffalo edmonton eichel mcdavid number one number two finally settle the score who's the better player eichel gets overlooked so often mcdavid gets all the all the press but eichel's A superstar and no one sees it so i don't know i I think you nailed all all of the picks the colorado pittsburgh i think would be just so fun i think just pure entertainment that would be probably the the most entertainment you get out of these two these matchups but i know any any original six chicago versus montreal chicago toronto boston montreal that would be epic Any of those matchups would be really, really great. But, I don't know, I I think it's exciting. Much like last year, you got to embrace this. you got to, you know, love it. Who knows? It could be the same way next year. We could be talking about the same thing again. Because COVID ain't going away, Tim. It's backing in a big way. There's a new strand coming from the UK. So, watch
1: out. I'm thinking now, ever since I said it a few minutes ago, Philly, I think they'd be a lot of fun to watch go on a deep run this year. And that's a team that you could, like – you hate, but you could root for because of those guys that stuck together. Like, Voracek's been there forever, too. And, uh, I mean, Couturier has probably been there six, seven years at this point. They haven't jumped ship. They, they, they want to build around that team. And Carter Hart, imagine watching him for four playoff rounds.
0: That would be a be lot fun. of fun. I know. Getting him against Montreal. Carter Hart versus Carey Price. Hmm. Who's the best? Go- oh, it'd be so fun. It'd be so fun. I hope something good happens. I hope it's just not like last year where it's like, we're going to have a Tampa Bay versus St. Louis final. And it'll be crazy boring. It'll just be insanely boring. I want some sizzle. I want some sexiness. I want some animosity. I want let there be blood. I feel like Daniel Dade Lewis. Like I want some rough stuff. You know what I mean? I want some talking points. I don't want another bubble where the players see each other every day and their buddies. They're playing shuffleboard at the hotel and they have to go to the rink and play a game. It's not what we want. We want hatred. We want animosity. We want blood Gary Give us blood, we need it.
1: I feel Ugh. like you gotta have Calgary in there if you want if you want blood.
0: Imagine Calgary and Philly, that would be fun too. That would be a lot of fun. I like that. Okay, there is some hope for the season. Everybody, camp starts in gosh next week, right? The puck drops next week, I think. First week of January, we're, we're off to the races. Looks like Canada kind of sorted out their deal. They're gonna let the teams play in their own provinces. Provinces, excuse me. Thank goodness. And we're and we're off to the races. Anyways, any other news, Tim, you want to touch on?
1: No, no, we covered a lot here. Um, and we have a, a pretty full week lining up some interviews, right? So
0: more and more to come for sure. Just lining up interviews. That's what I do. Well, I had to push them all off. It's funny. I was doing interviews. I was like, hey, you guys want to talk next week? And Turco's like, what do you want to do at Christmas Eve? I was like, funny. Like, let's do it the week after. So, <laughs> no, we got a couple Hall of Famers and, a couple, and an All-Star lined up. So it'll be fun. And away we go. Off to the season, Tim. 2020, 2021, dropping the gloves. Do we do seasons or no? Do we just roll out episodes one after the other? We just keep them going. No. So we're still in season one.
1: Yeah, we, we have uh, unofficially called like that first couple months you did solo season one before we took like a three-month hiatus and then started recording again.
0: We had but. to rebrand the show. We had to really, you know, do some thinking. And we've come back stronger than ever. So thank you everybody for all of your support. We keep growing. It's crazy. We're, we're getting, we're getting bigger. We're getting better. We're going to try to do better content for everybody. So keep supporting us. We'll keep supporting you with good stuff and we will see you guys next week. I hope everybody had a beautiful Christmas. Cheers, everybody.
1: Hey guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind the scenes, content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time.